Welcome to Health Business Mastery, the Creative Thirst Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Hewitt. Hey, so I'm welcoming, I've been back to this episode uh, where we're going to talk about label packaging and the impact that they have on revenue for supplements. So Vin, uh, welcome back to another episode of Health Business Mastery. Uh, Bobby, it's uh, great to be here. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Fantastic. So we all know that labeling is important, right? As soon as we see a product, we make certain uh, distinctions about it psychologically, uh, the quality of the product, uh, everything from the quality to really, is it for me? Um, And supplements are kind of very tricky to get right and also very limited in in space uh, because you have requirements from the FDA that you have to have on the labels. Um, plus the size of the actual label itself, it's pretty small uh, compared to the amount of things that you need to get on it. And you can go really, really bad and have labels that are not only ugly, but kind of turn people away. Uh, you can have other labels that are an exact match, you know, for your audience and your market. Um, let's discuss that. Absolutely. Uh, certainly, you know, you bring up a good point in the sense that uh, you know, when you go to a good restaurant, right. And you see, you know, a plate comes out and it's beautifully pre- uh, presented. Uh, they say, you know, we eat with our eyes a lot, or at least a lot of chefs say that, right. That we, you know, um, the process starts by, you know, if it's visually appealing, how that triggers a sense of excitement, right. About what you're about to consume. And certainly in the, in the land of supplementation, supplement, um, and branding, uh, the same holds true, right? And uh, it's interesting, and we can kind of go through this as we as we talk. But there has certainly been an evolution uh, in the space, uh, you know, based on you know as time goes on and as years pass, um, what is appealing and and what the consumer is looking for. So there's a lot of different um, different places uh, that the industry has gone. Uh, you know, you can make the argument some of it was really, really cool and some of it was really innovative and some of it um, was certainly a, a scratch your head. Um, how did that stuff ever sell kind of, uh, you know, kind of mentality. So, um, but there certainly is a lot of different um, uh, topics within the topic that we, uh, that I'm looking forward to discussing. Absolutely. I mean, I guess it really kind of also goes back to your market and who you're selling to, right? Right. 55 plus uh Woman is going to be very different than selling to a pre-workout guy at the gym, you know, who's looking for that, maybe that shinier label or that black label. And you know, right. silver labels were popular for a little while. Yeah, you know that that you know that was the interesting um, thing that I that I could say over the twenty years that I've been in the industry, how um, certain uh, concepts hold true, and how certain ones have really um gone uh you know completely gone away and you bring up a good one in the sense that you know the the how the sports nutrition space um specifically has kind of evolved over the last you know five years if you want to say uh if you go back to like 2010 2009 it was big it was bold it was yellow it was shiny it was um that real glamorous um, feel, uh, you know, you know, everything was to be as big and bold um, as possible. And when you think about 
today. Um, you know, one of the one of the concepts that um, it's important for brand owners to recognize is that the 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 world is a crowded place, both mentally, physically, um, and what's really seemed to be appealing uh, lately is the concept of minimalistic design. Um, you know, muted with complementary colors, simple fonts. Um, consumers in almost every segment um, really seem to be gravitating towards clean look, right? And I think that that's something that supplement um, brand uh, owners really should think, how does that, how does that general concept apply to the niche that you're looking to, to target? Um, so I think that's a, that's a, that's an important one to, 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 uh, as a, as a base principle for today, um, you know, that's one of them for sure. hundred percent. You know, as the younger generation kind of gets into supplements and just more health awareness, uh, you know, their demands on, on products are completely different, right? They want a more right. sustainable product. They want to um, more biocompostable products, um, biocompostable design or a label that reflects that is going to be very, very different. Uh, but right. I think it's essentially going to come down to a very clean look uh, and maybe different color palettes and different earth tones and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's, you know, it seems is what we've seen um, is simplistic, but meaningful, right? Simplistic, but meaningful is, is good. Um, solid advice when it comes to the front panel. Um, you know, that front panel, it shouldn't be crowded, right? Uh, a consumer should be able to pick up that box or that bottle and, or if it's a pouch or whatever it might be, uh, and understand what they're getting themselves involved in. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you're, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of buzzwords that uh, there are things like gluten-free and vegan and uh, recyclable paper and, you know, some of these, um, real important, um, areas that, that consumers are looking for, uh, you want to make sure that in the, in the most minimalistic way you can, you express that information. So a lot of, a lot of, uh, brand owners that we do business with, you know, they, they like to use, um, icons, right. And there's, you know, you can use, uh, you know, the same icon across your entire brand if a product fits into a certain category, right? So real easy one, right? If there's a, you know, if there's a multivitamin and you actually have an eye product and there's an eye icon, right? Right on the front. And it kind of gives that visual representation of what the product is for. It simplifies the decision-making process within the consumer's mind. And they know this is a product for, for my eye health, right? As a, as a good example, you know, not being so wordy. Um, I've seen a lot of brands fail because they they know the ingredients. They realize that the ingredients are great, and they they get way too wordy with um, big scientific words on that front panel. And and you know, consumers are just looking to see, well, how does this connect to me and what I'm looking for? And I think when you talk specifically about that front panel, um, you want to make sure that that message is clearly conveyed um, in a way that your niche needs to see it and be able to consume it. How do you feel about using the um, logo on the label? So a lot of supplement uh, owners think of their products as, as a whole line of products, right? 
uh, if it doesn't match and doesn't fit within the line, an, an easy out really is just using the logo in every single bottle. Mm-hmm. Personally, I feel that kind of hampers. Yeah, it looks great as when you line them all up, but it kind of hampers the decision uh, factor of looking at the bottle and kind of getting what it does. Like you mentioned, having an image of an eye on there, if it's an eye health supplement, right? Uh, having an image of, um, you know, whatever, a joint support supplement. Um, but if you go with the logo, it feels like you're kind of, you're not expressing the value of the product on that very limited real estate space. I agree. Um, I think that you bring up a good point about, uh, you know, hand-drawn 2D centric illustrations. Those are in right now. Um, you know, text centric designs, simple, less cluttered, um, you know, playful copy colors. Those are the things that help a label or a box um, pop. Uh, and certainly you don't want to take up prime real estate with something that's not going to have impact. That's for sure. Um, and you bring up a good point about how careful you are about that front panel um, and the information and the and the imagery that you want to share there. For sure, it's important to um, plan that out well and realize that the person, most likely the person that you are trying to appeal to um, has got a lot of choices to choose from. And uh, being simplistic right now seems to be uh, the best way to handle it um, and to use that space properly. So what are your thoughts on on a line of supplements where they all kind of match or you can tell they're all part of the family brand? Right. So I I have a little bit of experience here because in my former life, before I was at NutriScience, I was the uh, chief operating officer of a... uh, direct-to-consumer brand that's still around today. I'm pretty proud of how well they've done and how well, you know, how we grew that company. But it was interesting that when I started there, uh, we were primarily advertising through radio and TV back then. And the packaging of the product, the labels, you would almost never know that they were a part of the same company. And that was just in the, you know, in the entrepreneurial way that the business was started, there was a, a product um, category that the, that, the, that, the, that the business wanted to go after, and they treated it almost as a separate entity in a lot of ways. And it, 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 it was unique for the time, but as time went on, and I'm talking about the, you know, the early, the, basically the 2000s, right? 2000 to 2009. And it's interesting how the back half of the uh, the back half of that decade, the company changed its mentality. And you know, we spent time with a you know a you know we spent time working on branding, right? Making sure that the the company name, which had a certain uh, style, certain font, um, certain little um, characteristics to it, we found a way to incorporate that onto the front panel of every single bottle. Right? Seems simple enough. But you certainly, if you're gonna if you're gonna um, look to get your products on shelf, uh, you want there to be a way that a client or a customer or a potential customer can see that products are related, that it is the same brand, and you want to have your your core values of your business um, speak across all the different products that you that you that you're offering. Um, because if somebody trusts one of your products and and, and you and you have you've gained that their trust there, 
when they see something else, they're familiar with it. They understand it's the same company. They they have an, an expectation of customer service and quality and all the things that were associated with the 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 product that they are using. And now you have an opportunity to grow um, what that that customer is consuming from you. So that's a big part of it for sure. Absolutely, as as well as uh, packaging factors that affect uh, cost and revenue, right? Like some supplements. Uh, just come in the bottle. Other supplements come in the bottle comes inside of a box and, um, or even um, the form factor as well. Right. Some require uh, a a dark uh, glass site to protect the the ingredients from deteriorating others. um, Others are more convenient, you know, already pre measured uh, powders that you can just cut, tear, put into a glass and stir it out. And uh, certainly at Nutriscience, we see a lot of great ideas that unfortunately, um, the product just isn't going to be, it's it's not going to hold, right? It's not going to be sustainable. You're going to have, whether it's clumping issues or other types of concerns, some of the b- most beautiful ideas, unfortunately, they just can't be executed. So you have to think about your product formulation. You have to think about your product um, dose form and really work with a a contract manufacturer who has the experience to understand all of that and keep you away from making a bad decision. Um, And that's just a big part of of, of, of picking a manufacturer that that, that knows what they're doing, has the experience, um, and is going to lead you in the best possible direction while still understanding what your goals are from a marketing and a packaging standpoint um, to be able to accomplish those goals as well. So there is a little bit of a give and play and a balance on what is um, possible and um, what you should do, right? Um, so it's always it's always interesting to, to, to keep the two things in mind. Um, one of the things that I could tell you that we've seen recently that's pretty cool, and again, it goes back to there being a smarter consumer, um, and the consumer really is looking for quality, right? And they want to be able to, um, there are subtle nuances that, can really help a brand elevate their image. Um, and some of the things that we're seeing now is um, the concept of lux feel. And what I mean by that is uh, really innovative brand owners are coming out with a design that has different combinations of touch. So you might have a label that has gloss, matte, soft touch feels all within the same concept, all within the same design. And when somebody picks that up off the shelf or when they get it in their home from when they order it online, you just that that th- those different textures. Right. You know, again, appealing to the senses. You got, you know, the eyes. Now you're talking about touching something that's got, you know, it might have um, embossing or it might have a matte finish to it. And then there might be another area where there is a little bit of a, a shine to it. And it just kind of takes the customer back for a second and says, "Whoa, this is pretty cool. Right. And if you can get a pretty cool reaction out of someone, um, I think you've done a good job of, in, you know, imprinting on their psyche a little bit. 100%, right? That, that perception really sticks to the quality of the product. Right. And, um, you know, and I, I feel that, you know, you have that front panel, but when you're talking about boxes or you're talking about um, labels, you know, you, there are other sides, right? And certainly one of the considerations is, is that you're going to have to have a panel right on your label that has to have directions and supplement facts and also uh, warnings and you know your 
um, adverse event and your address information. And that sort of, you know, takes up one side. And then you have that left side, I like to call it. And that left side is really a space where um, we see successful brand owners try and get the emotional connection to the consumer. Um, whether, you know, and, and, and some brands have been really unique in how they go about that. You know, they might be, there might be an element of, um, humor. Um, there might be an element of, you know, a brand owner's story, you know, if someone, you know, is utilizing a product or has developed a product because of a health concern that they might've had, um, obviously an existing brand has a brand history, um, to be able to share, so um, those are all different elements, uh, you know, and thinking about how to utilize text um, in a creative way, because, again, people are going to pick it up, they're going to look at it, um, but then they're also going to want to make, you know, you can peel back the onion a little bit um, on that left side. And again, it's, it's valuable real estate. So planning that out properly and, how, and having it align to what the brand you want it to stand for, again, creates that consistency across different products, right? Um, and we've seen uh, brand owners do a really nice job with that of late. So that's very interesting. Is there, like, I'm imagining it's mostly text. It's not done through imagery because the space you're talking about on the left side is it's very limited. Right. So there's text, right? But some, um, in terms of, like, design elements, you can carry, you know, as an example, maybe there's a subtle imagery that goes um underneath your front panel right and and how does that potentially pull into that left panel where it's not crowded but there's like that subtle continuity of how it flows right um you know I, the the best example i can give is maybe a flower right um or something along those lines where it can start on the left panel and how you pull that through to the front and how it connects the two um where it's not so the front panel, and then there's the left panel, and then obviously the right panel plays its own role because it, it needs to, um, you know, you have your regulations and requirements that are necessary there. But we've seen, uh, that's a pretty cool way to tie the label together. Um, yes, yeah, like it reminds me of like a double page spread, right? It, you're carrying, visually, you're carrying some element through so that they turn the bottle, right? In a right. double page spread, you're just going from left to right. But in this case, we're going from center to left. Right. right? The reason to, right. to turn that model counterclockwise right. to take a look so at that. So we, you know, those are um, th those are some elements that we've seen, and they, and and they do uh, they make a difference. You know, those little subtle nuances when it comes to label and packaging design, where you can um, connect to the senses. Uh, we've really that that's a that's so important. There's no you know there's no other word for it. It's just so important to be able to do that. Any innovations as far as uh, color goes? I know we talked about uh, sort of the I guess the, the it reminds me of like the nineties, right? It was right. yellow, bold, silver, right? Everything is, is so limited and the supplement models are all just generally white, right? Um, any innovations you're seeing on color? Um, that's a good question. Um, as far as color goes, I feel like copy color has been more playful of late as opposed to just plain white, right? Um, mm -hmm. Or plain black, you know, I think playing the white space against the against you know the 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 active space for a lack of a better word um those sort of things have um taken you know hold of late and again you know the muted complementary colors 
to the minimalistic design, that seems to be what is sparking interest these days. Um, and I think being able to work with a designer who's able to understand those elements speak to the marketplace, I think. Um, and in that creative design, how do you how do you use of color um, help you to stand out if you're on a shelf or um, if it's a product image online? You know, years ago, uh, my my old CEO loved the color yellow. It was it was it was actually comical uh, since I was helping uh, manage the you know the graphic design and the and the production standpoint at that uh, point. And you know, when we showed a label for approval or there was anything, you know. Uh, our old CEO, but let's get let's get some yellow in there someplace, right? And again, it's an easy example, but in his mind, yellow pops, right? It comes out at you, it, it speaks to you, um, and it, it, it kind of from what our what our label was, it it broke it up, right? And it, it, it whatever that key point was, he wanted to see it, you know, in 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 a, in a yellow um, background, so you know. I don't know if I agree with that, especially today, as I said earlier, you know, I think we've moved away from that, um, you know, as seen on TV, sort of like bubbling type thing. Um, I think there's more of a, there needs to be more of an emotional, simplistic coolness about a package more than some of that, you know, for a lack of a better word, used car salesman type, type, uh, promote type strategies. Anybody using uh, like QR codes to kind of expand the story? Uh, we see it. And I think that, you know, uh, I think QR codes are certainly not going away. I think um, they're probably only going to get a little bit more advanced as we go. So, uh, I think it's a good idea for a brand owner to think about that, to learn more. Right. And it's so it's so in. Um, routine now right you see it everywhere you could be watching you know the world series and next thing you know there's a qr code that pops up right um and something is you know going on whether it's buy merchandise or whatever um so i think you know i think that there's we see it um we we tend to see qr codes if you, if you have like a box um we tend to see it sometimes on the top um, or we tend to see it on the back panel on a, on a, on a box. And usually we see QR codes more on a box that a bottle that goes in a box as opposed to, um, just on a, on a, on a label. I'm again, space, right. It's all, it's all about, um, priority and what the, um, what the brand is trying to achieve. So, but it's there for sure. And that gives you cool options, right? You can have a video there, you know, you can have other ways of interacting with, um, a potential client, um, especially if they're standing in the store and there's a QR code staring at them, they, you know, and you make, you get a little bit more, um, especially if you notice retail space, um, there aren't too many, um, uh, associates walking the, you know, as you know, from years ago. Right. So, um, how do you get that personal touch? Um, that certainly is a, is a, is a cool way to think about it. Um, absolutely. You could expand on the, founder story there's so much you can do right with the cure you can expand on the ingredients the quality where it's sourced from there's so much it's right. an endless endless amount and you know when you when you talk about you know your label design I, I i do believe that part of that is also picking your packaging and you know you brought it up a little bit earlier but um certainly being um responsible from an environmental standpoint is a 
is something that people are just looking for, right? Um, and I think that uh, some of some of the things that we see is, you know, a lot of companies are using um, for a powdered product, you see the stand-up bags, right? With the resealable tops, uh, you know, that for some reason that plays um, a little bit more functionally cool and plus environmentally responsible that it's, you know, that it's a, you know, the material there is all recycled. Um, you can do a lot of cool matte finishes with that and kind of give it like this real rustic kind of appeal that seems to be working really well. Um, but again, it's, you know, the, the, the trend is moving away from the big jugs, right? You know, like, you know, years ago, the, the sports nutrition industry, it was like, you had those big gainer bottles and, um, you know, however many pounds of protein. And now brand owners are trying to be more subtle about how they package their product, how many servings are in a, in a, in a particular product, because that seems to be resonating with the consumer. You know, the days of going to the gym with the massive, you know, protein bottle in your car, um, I think those days are over, right? Or at least they've seemed to shift it a little bit. The packaging is reflecting the marketing sensibilities of today's audience is what it sounds right. like, right? Where you mentioned less car sales, maybe less, less yellow, if you will, right? Right. <laughs> right. So that's also being reflected in things like uh, the actual, uh, is it a bottle? Is it a bag? Is it, does it have a box? Is it have right. a glass? Um, also in, in in very interesting points of um, of the serving size as well. So you're seeing, you say that's becoming more subtle. So I mean that's a requirement to have on a supplement bottle or package, right? But so it's what smaller fonts. Well, I think no. I, I what I what I think I meant by that was um, the consumers will actually. It seems they will actually pay. They're okay with purchasing something with less servings per container, um, if all the other elements are there. You have a an environmentally co um, conscious design. Um, obviously, the product has to have quality behind it, and it seems as if it's not about. Well, let me get the ten pound jug. Um, I'll buy the you know, 20 serving protein powder. And I'm, I'm happy doing that because of all these other factors. It's a cool, it's a, it's a cool looking package. It's a pouch instead of a bottle. It's easy. It's, it's easy to reseal it. You know, all of those different elements um, that kind of play into it. And we see that a lot actually with some of the brands right now that are um, doing really well, we do a lot of pouch and standing bag, gusset bag filling. Um, that seems to be a, a trend right now that that's hot because we do a lot of it right now. Um, so is yeah. that is that for a, a particular demographic age group or is that across the board? I think it's it's pretty it's pretty across the board um, up until you get to like the boomers, right? I think mm -hmm. the boomers are still their own uh, an entity onto themselves. Uh, you know, some of the younger boomers are starting to gravitate towards some of the new stuff, but certainly, you know, Gen Z, Gen X, the millennials, um, you know, any, so that's anyone 50 and under, right. Pretty much. Um, I feel like there, it's all kind of coming together that they want that, um, less, I think overproduction in anything right now is frowned upon. I think people are looking for that realistic, 
emotional connection. And they feel that I think that there's a connection to simplistic and minimalistic design to that real, um, that real uh, psychological connection to the, to the brand. So, um, and I think that's the reason why those things are selling better. I wonder if they think of it as being less uh, overproduced. Like, right. Yeah. You know, there's the element of clean again, right? Not a lot of ingredients, not a lot of words on this label, not a lot of over design. That means it's being put together in a, in a small crafted kind of way, right? right. That gives people comfort. That gives people a feeling of, all right, this is a brand that I want to be associated with. And there's a trust factor there as a result. Right. And there's elasticity in the price, at least in that younger demo where they're willing to pay a little more for it. Absolutely. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So as they age up, as we talked about before, right, um, that will be interesting over time to see if that stays. Right. Uh, or if they flip back to the traditional boomer <laughs> sensibilities. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, just in conclusion, uh, you know, I, I think it's an important element. You know, when you think about you're your entering this space, um, there's a lot of competition. Uh, and they're one of the ways that you can certainly differentiate yourself is in your packaging and in your creativity. Uh, but as you as you develop that, uh, you know, you want to keep certain trends in mind. And, you know, just to quickly, you know, recap what we're seeing. You know, those luxe feels where you can do things with gloss and matte and soft touch all on the same label, um, you know, having uh, the the minimalistic design elements um, with more of a muted color palette, um, simple fonts, um, 2D centric illustrations, um, giving that sense of smallness, um, but being of quality, I think is 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 probably the the best way to, to tie a bow um, around around the topic for sure. There's so much we can go down, but let's let's leave it there uh, because there's so much that you can go down around design. And uh, I mean, you mentioned a few, right? Your your form factor and your dosage really limits uh, what packaging you can and can't exactly. do, or, or should and shouldn't do, uh, in in realistically. Right. <laughs> and, I mean, NutriScience is right there with a full design team to help you uh, come up with any kind of design that you want. You guys hold their hands and, you know, tell, tell me a little bit more about. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for the last 15 years, NutriScience really has prided itself on being the brand owner, the brands that are new and emerging. That's who um, we pride ourselves on servicing. And part of that um, is being a one-stop shop where there's, there is formulation, contract manufacturing support, um, but then there's also label and packaging design. And our, uh, our art director has been doing this for 15 years. Um, he's seen it all, uh, you know, and uh, what we really try and do is we try and handhold through the process, um, really bring to life the vision that a brand owner um, has, and uh, also being a voice of reason uh, when necessary. And I think that's an important element. You want to work with somebody who's um, been down the road and can, even though it might not be what you want to hear, um, you probably need to hear it. And uh, we we pride ourselves on being um, a voice of reason, but also being a source of creativity uh, to help bring the, that vision to life. 
Um, and then the fact that we're the ones that are going to design it, um, we'll get those labels uh, printed and then ultimately on onto your products. So um, it does take a lot of the uh, management end of things out of it because um, you're really going to speak be speaking to one person, one shop um, to be able to get all that that completed. Yeah, and you guys know best what's working in the market right now and what's working for different supplement markets and different uh, demographics. Absolutely. Ben, there's no better place for people to go if they want a top-notch design on their supplement than NutriScience. That's for sure. We like we uh, we certainly do pride ourselves on on providing um, A-class customer service every step of the way. So, um, yeah, so it was great to talk to you, Bobby. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Ben. All right, you got it. Creative Thirst is a direct response digital agency focusing on conversion rate optimization and A-B testing. We work with dietary supplement companies who are struggling to maximize the profitability of their funnels so they can scale. Through the last seven years in the online health space, we've optimized many dietary supplement businesses. And in that time, we've uncovered the three critical funnels for success. We put together that information in a free digital download called the three funnels every health supplement business needs to build a multi-million dollar empire. You can get that free report by going to creativethirst.com. Scroll down to the appropriate section and click on the blue Get Your Ebook button.